Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, is Kirby in danger of losing an assistant again? Five straight wins, five wins in the last six games. Jarvis, I'm going to say that this is a real turning of the corner, but I think that's because the Hawks got themselves a real one. And last but not least, in for the culture, I am so glad that Trevor Lawrence has good taste in food. We'll talk about all that next, right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of the ATL Day Ones is brought to you by Bet Online. It is definitely where the game starts. Now, T, the folks want to get to know us see us a little bit more check us out on the big screen see what's going on see what's popping how about this you guys need to go to roku or amazon or both if you just can't get enough of us go ahead drop it in that search box locked on sports atlanta and atl day ones will be the first thing you see and you can get caught up on all this goodness that we have going on right here on locked on sports atlanta but t my goodness todd monkey you know, is is I said I said I even tweeted out during the national championship game. I was like, this dude is in the matrix. Like whatever he dialed up, it worked. <laughs> and you know, it's whether it be getting the rock to Kenny McIntosh or mm-hmm. Milton or, or throwing the ball to Adonai Mitchell, it would just seem or it, it just seems like whatever he drew up, it actually worked. And I think that from a play calling standpoint and, and just from a you know the performance that he's had being the OC back-to-back national championships yes. when the news came down that he may be the leading candidate for the uh tampa bay buccaneers because we know ty Bowles just fired everybody on the offensive staff because <laughs> right. you know it's all their fault yeah. not the dude that doggone threw those interceptions and, and right. played badly and can't make the same amount of throws i don't know if you all noticed but i feel some type of way about byron leverage getting fired I get. It. I don't like black Same. on black crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just keep it. Just keep it funky right now. But but I think that when you think about teams coming around, or whether it be college football teams or NFL teams, I'm not too surprised by by uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trying to see if they can talk to a Mr. Munkin. No, because let's face it, SEC. It's kind of like the third conference in the NFL. Let's just be real about that. So no you have, <laughs> so like you a have, farm system for the NFL, like literally is, it, <laughs> step really, above everybody else. <laughs> it is, it, right. Exactly. It's, it's like the G league for the NFL. And I tell you, it's amazing to see, like you said, he was able to use every tool in the toolbox and get everybody to execute and continue to execute every game at a higher and higher and higher level. And then to do that two seasons in a row, just so that you know, it's not a fluke. It it was Todd Munkin. A lot of it was the mastermind. And you know, Jarvis, we talked about this when Todd Munkin came to UGA, we said, Hey, Kirby, is Kirby ever going to let Todd Munkin be Todd Munkin? When he started allowing Todd Munkin to really air it out and really, really utilize the passing game interchangeably 
with the run game, that's when you saw Georgia really take the step to become the now dominant team that they are. So, no, not shocked at all that Todd Munkin is heading over there because, I mean, he's kind of been in a pro conference, you know, for the last couple of years anyway. And I think that the ultimate situation, the ultimate way that that situation is going to play out depends on, we already know, Tom Brady. The whole goal is to get the ship right under him. So if Todd Munkin is his man, I'm sure that the Bucks will throw everything at him to make him go down to Tampa Bay. Yeah, because I think one of the things that uh, a lot of people or could, pre- could appreciate, including Kirby, is the mm-hmm. fact that Todd, hey, he's going to run that rock. And he understands what the strength of this, this particular team was. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, they had to lean on Stetson when that running game wasn't necessarily going the way it needed to be. So, yeah. and, and I think that, you know, Kirby, if it, it was up to Kirby, that will probably be the way in that order of uh, how, how things go. And it, and it turned out that way for them, like I said, in back-to-back years. So mm-hmm. not surprised that they they trying to pluck Todd Munkin out of there, that system. But I think the one thing, though, I'd be interested to see, like, who would be the guy that they would probably do? Would they go in-house or would they try to see if they can go out and go find someone? Because I wouldn't – like, who wouldn't want to go – coach call plays for that particular team like because (laughs) it depends it depends because remember kirby smart was in the same situation where so many teams were pulling up to tuscaloosa and saying hey want this head coaching job but he waited until that job that he truly wanted exactly he wasn't just going to take any job so i think that it depends there may be an oc out there who wants kirby smart and that whole team, you know, who wants to be a part of that system. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, who Kirby wants to be a part of the system, that person may not be ready if if Todd Munkin actually parts ways. But the other piece is this. Todd Munkin may get the Bucks to throw in the kitchen sink. But let's not forget, Nick Saban threw in everything. He threw everything at Kirby. Every time there was a threat to take him out of Tuscaloosa, Man, Nick Saban was like, not quite yet, until that job finally came where everybody, including Nick Saban, knew like, yeah, won't be able to to retain him this time. I suspect that Kirby Smart already has a plan in place, whether that's to go outside, that's one option. But I suspect Kirby might do what he has to do as well to keep Todd Munkin in Athens the way Nick kept him in Tuscaloosa. And to be honest with you, Todd Munkin might not need any help to stay in Athens because... Do I really want to go on Ty Bowl staff right now <laughs> right. with no quarterback in sight? Kyle Trask ain't it? I can go nope. ahead. I'm, I'm, you already I'm, saw I'm, him. Like, like, we already seen him. We, we know what Kyle Trask is in college. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So so uh, that's that's a no. Um, and Tom Brady is more than likely. Everybody is suspecting him to, to probably go somewhere else or test yes. the waters and free agency mm-hmm. and, and go see what's going on and uh, see what's out there. So. Yeah, I, I I don't suspect Todd Munkin would. I'm sure he'll entertain it, but sure. to be honest with you, I, I think he'll end up staying. Being that, you know, we're talking about staying and go, going, you know, the transfer portal has just been popping because, yeah. you know, we got players leaving, coming and going from Georgia and, and Athens specifically. It was like I was reading how many guys have left. I'm like, man, like it's yeah. a laundry list of dudes. Like, and yeah. guys who had playing time too, not necessarily guys who, who were looking for an opportunity. Um, so I, I think it's the fact that this period has uh, come to a, a, be put on pause. You know, grad mm-hmm. transfers still can can do their thing and, and go right. into the portal T. But mm-hmm. when you look at 
Georgia, and them snagging Rara Thomas from Mississippi State and, and snagging Dominique Lovett, who got a chance to kind of t- get an eye on when the Georgia played the Missouri Tigers out there on the road. And, you know, dude is a, a doggone good receiver. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, though, now, they got these guys before we got the news about Adonai Mitchell. Now, Kirby Smart is, is the dude that prepares for every situation, seemingly, especially when it comes to game planning and, and, and having those guys prepared and ready to go for anything that can happen out on that field. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was the case when it comes to these two guys? you think that was a coincidence that these two prominent receivers right. on their teams were already uh, jumped in the portal and was ready to roll and throwing that red and black before yeah. Adonai Mitchell decided yeah. to jump in the portal. Oh, yeah. There there was some conversation. And I'm sure that just because we found out recently that A.D. Mitchell was headed to Texas, that doesn't mean Kirby found out recently. I'm sure they had some inklings about who might possibly part ways in that system and had yeah. already probably been out scouting to see, hmm, who may be a possibility to come this way, right? So right. I think, like you said, he's always thinking two steps ahead of everybody. So I don't doubt that he already had his mind on either one of two things. Either we're going to get him from the transfer portal or we're going to get him from the class of 2023. But I'm not bothered because what has Georgia become? Georgia's become the school that reloads. I mean, they reload. Look at look at what we thought, many thought, not necessarily you and I, but many thought would happen this year. Some were even saying they were going to go seven and four, which don't get me wrong, dumbest thing I've ever heard. But right. But the point being <laughs> right. But the, the point being that they were never going to be the team of last year, right. according to most people, except right. they didn't see how well Kirby had loaded and reloaded yeah. and loaded. And then you think about players like, and you know me, I'm a lover of the cerebral minds of O-linemen. So to find yes. out that even that's a, a critical piece as well. Guys like Cedric Van Pran and Lab McConkey, they're not going anywhere. They're coming back. Yeah. So I figure, yes, he had a plan. And yeah, he probably had an inkling that AD was going back home and he was already ready to reload one way or the other. That is why they are already in the conversation and already the odds on favorites to be champions yet again. Absolutely. And when you and the thing about it is like Kirby having everything figured out, like because the wide receiver group looks pretty solid to oh, me. Yeah. The minus Sands Donnie Mitchell. But I think mm-hmm. the only thing they don't have figured out is the quarterback spot. So right. that is something we'll definitely have to keep an eye on. Well, we want you to keep an eye on. You know, we're gonna talk about the Atlanta Hawks and DeJounte Murray and how this dude is about to be the dude. But first, got to talk about betonline.net because it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all the lines, odds, and numbers that you need in order to find out a way to win you some money. Guess what, T? I was sitting up here. I was looking at betonline.net trying to figure out what the numbers are for this weekend. And then I I found out that, hey, Kansas City Chiefs are favored by nine against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Ooh. That might be something that might be able to do a baiting hook type situation. Are you are you trying to figure out where you're going with that one? Or how about this one? The Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. BetOnline.net says minus five and a half for Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, Buffalo's favored by five and a half with six points. Touchdown, essentially. So those are some of the things that you can find when you go there. So what else? guess what else they have there? Not only do they have the lines and the odds, they have podcasts there waiting just 
for you. You guys come here to ATL Day once each and every day because you know we're gonna be here every day, Monday through Friday. The podcast for all your ATL sports needs. BetOnline.net has those for you as well. So what I want you to do is pick up the mobile device, head to BetOnline today, and go ahead and get in the game because that's where that bad boy starts. And the game tonight begins at 7.30 down at State Farm Arena. The Hawks actually have back-to-back games, so there's critical matchups because, of course, it's the Knicks tonight, Eastern Conference foe. It's the Hornets, not just an Eastern Conference foe, but even an Atlantic Division foe as well. So those are teams that they're right there hovering, especially the, the Knicks. Hawks are about a game and a half behind the Knicks in the in in the East. So this is a very critical game because also so far they've split the season series, right? So this mm-hmm. could at least take the Hawks up one in the series and probably get them to a half game versus the, the one and a half where they are now. But here's the thing. We're all excited and rightfully so that the Hawks are going after their fifth one in a row. And we all knew, I chuckled about this when I checked the injury report last night, Trey mm-hmm. Young questionable for the Knicks, bruh. You know, you know he's been upgraded as probable. Yeah, like come on now, like yeah. bro, stop playing around, dog. Like it's five in a row, man. Exactly, and it's five. <laughs> you going for the fifth one in the last six games, so it's so critical, and it's really good to see now. Bogdan Bogdanovich still listed as questionable, but I have a sneaking suspicion. I wouldn't be shocked if he's made available around game time as well. Saw him both the shoot arounds, Jarvis. So that's actually a positive. But when you look at that streak, as exciting as it is. It's still the first time this season that we've seen the Hawks win four in a row. So what are they going to need to do to continue this streak? Not just even getting this fifth game, maybe even a sixth in a row, but how they're going to continue this streak, keep this momentum going. Hmm. Let me see. Trey Young is going to have to continue to be the facilitator for this team. And a lot of times when people hear me say or hear someone say facilitator, that means him passing the rock. That's not true. When I mean, when I say facilitator for Trey, I think when there's going to be times where he's going to have to figure out when it's time to pass and when it's time to take his shot. Because yes. I think that, you know, when you, you are the leader on the court for this team, you have to understand what you're working with. Mm-hmm. You have guys that you have to run the pick and roll with and, and, yeah. and Clint Capella and John Collins to maybe get them, you know, get them uh, involved in the offense. Or now John Collins has added a little bit of his post game to the, to, to the fray so you can mm-hmm. dump it off to him and get him the rock but now you're starting to see your, your, your teammate your bro yeah. your, the, the fam folk them uh how they say out on the seattle i don't even know what they say out there but they he is a guy that is starting to really come around from a shooting aspect of it right because hey he's mm-hmm. the, he's the two technically right. you know in, in, right. in this office so when you he's got the, his shot going right now i think you need to find a way to figure out a way to feed the beast. And I think that DeJounte Murray is the beast for this team. He mm-hmm. is the dude that kind of has been the glue in mm-hmm. all of this drama that's been going on off the court. He's the guy that's been through some things, and he understands that, like, man, this is nothing. Like, let's, let's, let's get, the, get these mentals together, get these mentals together, and go ahead and figure this bad boy out. So mm-hmm. I, I think if Trey can continue to be the facilitator, and not take those ill-advised shots when he doesn't have to. Right. Um, I, I think that the Hawks have a really good shot at going in and taking out the Knicks like they should. Yeah, because when he does that, then they return to form from last season, being one of the always staying in the top two or three in efficiency yep. as it relates to shooting. And what does that mean? That means you take 
quality shots. So we just want to see that. That's why for me, I love the stat line from Wednesday. You, I, I want you to take more than 11. Cool with it. Yeah. But if, if that only means 15 to 20, that's quite fine as well. Because if you're going to the free throw line enough to get eight free throws and then you make them all, that tells me that you're being aggressive in the right way and at the right time. So, hey, perfectly fine for me. And I noticed Jarvis, he was really focused, right, on mm. things like little things. He used to pick pockets last year a lot. He's back yep. to that now. And, yes. you know, in a complimentary piece in DeJounte Murray. So I love to see that piece of it. And when we talk about the assist, yeah, it's great to have 12 dimes. But the greater thing is when we look down the box score and we see that eight players were in double figures. That's when you get excited because that means, no, I wasn't just, you know, passing the rock, like you said, but I was passing it with intent. And mm. that's the difference. So, yeah, if we can just continue to see that and those guys can continue to find their rhythm in that backcourt, then the front court gets the feast. And then that whole team is looking different. They're looking like, and I know we didn't want us, we didn't want it to get to this point, but real talk, they are looking like the team we saw in a good way on the backside of last season, just hoping that they've gotten it together just a little bit sooner so that hopefully they won't get into that play and round. We won't even have that conversation, but you make a good point. If we look at outside of what we said about Trey, but if we look at this thing holistically, we know that at the end of the day, we have proof that DJ is truly that dude. Take a listen. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a process. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to put that through his head, the rest of the team's head. Like, it's a, it's a journey. It's a process. And what we want don't come overnight. It right. ain't easy. This league's a monster. As we know, you guys know, former players, like, mm -hmm. the talent's off the roof. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... You know, obviously, I like playing with him. Just he could pass the ball. He could mm -hmm. score the ball. And I try to tell a lot of people, like, just around me, like, I don't think he get the credit that he deserves as far as being his height and what he does. Like, you know what I'm saying? And those voices that you hear there are Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson of the All the Smoke podcast. It is amazing. If you guys haven't checked it out. We've definitely co-signed on that podcast, but more importantly, it's that comfortability that I know I saw when I watched the podcast earlier today and DeJounte just being very, very real about who he is, where he comes from and what his expectations are. And mm -hmm. I think that that may be one of those intangibles, nothing that we see physically on the court in, or in, on the stat line, but yeah. that's really where the change comes. How many times over the last two or three years have we said, Man, if only the Hawks had that dog. If only they they had that killer. If only they had mm -hmm. that dude. That dude. Mm -hmm. They got him, guys. They finally got him. And, and, and the, the the thing that you know you talked about. It's funny that you say that he he feels comfortable. I feel comfortable with him being on this team. Yes. Here's why: because when you talk about the things that he kind of you know he's gone through in his life, you're talking about stability. Right. Because he, he he's he's been stabilized. He understands he's confident in who he is as a man. You mm -hmm. know, he has a daughter, you know, he, and he he values her. And he, you hear him talking about her. He's a father. You mm -hmm. know, all of those things kind of help stabilize you. Right. Because yes. I kind of look, you know, um, in my BT period, um, that's my that's my wife. You know, first initial my BT period. Mm -hmm. Like I was a different Jarvis. Like I was. Different, you know, than I am right now because I'm I'm confident in who I am. I know where I am in life. 
and, and even in, in my profession. You know what I'm saying? I know what I bring to the table. So when you have that type of, uh, as the young folks say, energy coming mm-hmm. into the building in, in this locker room when they really haven't had that or the person that was like that wasn't good enough to be able to stabilize that locker room. Right. You have that coming to that locker room. It makes a difference because mm-hmm. like I, I, I've been in locker rooms, played in them, uh, you know, and I've been covered them. Like when you understand like what that makeup is and, yeah. and when you the safe haven that it is, when you have guys in there that can, hey, that can sit up here and say a few words and everybody shut up and listen. That's the type of guy that DeJounte Murray is. And, and you're starting to really see it come to fruition now mm-hmm. during this uh, winning this winning streak. Yeah, and he seems like a quiet guy. But remember, there are quiet assassins in this world because a lot of life. killers move in silence. And that's what you want. You don't want all that rah-rah. You don't need that. And there's a place where, you know, mm-hmm. there are people like that, like the Patrick Beverly's of the world. That's fine. Be you, Patrick Beverly, because that's who you are. But... DeJounte Murray is the perfect one. I think he's got just enough swag for this city, enough edge for that team. And Jarvis, he's earned the respect. Not that he didn't have it before he came on board, but he's really earned the trust and respect of that team and that coaching staff. So, yeah, I think they found their guy. Doesn't have to necessarily be the quote-unquote best player on the team because Mm. that's something that Trey has even said. The best player on the team isn't always the leader. And at times, DeJounte is going to be the best player on the team. At times, Trey is going to be the best team player on the team but most of the time I think you're going to see DeJounte lead both by I think by word and by deed so normally we tell you guys go on and get your built bar because it's going to be a long night this weekend I think you guys should OD on built bars because you're going to be so excited tonight when they beat the Knicks and then they're going to turn around and do it again against the Hornets. And so you should treat yourself, right, Jarvis? Treat yes. yourself to a Bilt Bar because we're 100% real chocolate. We told you, you can get more protein. So that means you got more energy and it has something built in it that really allows that protein to be broken down quicker, which means it goes through your body and gives you mad energy mad quickly. So instead of 15 grams, now you got 17. And they found a way to reduce the number of calories. 10 calories may not seem like a big deal, but when you're trying to live a healthy life, every calorie that you can take off the board counts. So here's the good news. Now, if you are someone who likes convenience and you like to order things while you're chilling on the couch watching the Hawks play, then go ahead and keep going to built.com. Do you, and you can get your churro flavor. You can get your almond flavor and you can get uh, your peanut butter, cookie dough, all of it. But, but, but if you like me and you actually like to go to a store, a brick and mortar, you got it. You can go to Walmart now and you can pick up the four box built bar of any choice, your choice of the flavor. And if you like buying in bulk, because, hey, I'm thrifty, go to Sam's Club. They got something for you as well. 13 bars in a box. So don't forget this weekend, go ahead and go to built.com. If you want to order online, go to Wally World, go to Sam's Club. And you know what? Come back and tell Jarvis what you thought about Bill Bars. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. I would love to hear your thoughts on how much you have liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel. I don't even care if you doggone unsubscribe and and subscribe that much. Hit that doggone subscribe button because we're on our way to 6,000 subscribers. Yes, you heard that correctly. We are a little bit over 5,300 right now. We are rocking and rolling for the month of January. So, yeah, let's get to at least 55 before the month is out come on y'all y'all know y'all can do that we got y'all so we want to make sure you got us so yeah make sure you go to locked on sports atlanta on youtube type in that search box we'll pop right up and hit that subscribe button right now 
go ahead and be a part of the family. But see, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Yeah. But that's how we get down on this show. Today is no different, T. I kind of hinted at earlier on in the show about Trevor Lawrence having yeah. some very... <laughs> Very good tasting food, and, and, and so you know, you know, they're getting ready to uh take on. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on in my throat right now. All right, so they're getting ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're not favored or anything like that. But, but last week, in the amazing comeback that they had against the uh the Los Angeles Chargers after the game, T, the dude told his wife to go make reservations. At the Waffle House, not STK, not uh, Chops, none of that. They said this man said, "Call our people because you already know that's their spot. Like that's their spot that they go to on a regular basis. Like, but that's how it works with Waffle House. Like you have one spot when 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 your spouse says, call the spot and tell them let let us know let them know that we're coming. Mm-hmm. You already know it's about to go down. But yeah, T." This man called Waffle House and made reservations. Even had to, or even recited his order every time he walks up in there. Like this is a Waffle House man. Yes. I love this dude right now. Trevor yes. Lawrence is my guy, T. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. And all I could hear playing in my head, because you guys know some song is always playing in my head. So I was like, "Ooh, 3 a.m. at the Waffle House." Like, yeah, a song just playing in my head all day. So I just imagine Trevor Lawrence make pulling dance, up, make a dance yesterday. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Forgive me, God. Because <laughs> <laughs> 3 a.m. at the Waffle House also has innuendo. Yes, yeah, 3 a.m. and band, all that stuff. However. Yes. <laughs> going to Waffle House for his pecan waffle. And I like that too, Drums, because that's one of my favorites. I love the pecan yes, waffle. Yes, me too. Especially when they actually bake it in or, or you know, put it in the batter. Oh, and man. you got to find your Waffle House that'll do that yes, for you gracious. because they will do it for you. But man, oh man, it was Ooh. like you said, distill our beating hearts because that is so Atlanta Metro because obviously we know he's from Cartersville, but that's so yeah. Atlanta Metro to do that. And we love it. We're here for it. Yeah, I'm here with, with all of it. Like, I'm here with all of it. And, and you know, I don't want to give a quick shout out to our guy, Brian Gebhardt, who, you know, loves pecan waffles as well. He's yes. going to be going out to the West Coast of California. Ooh. I don't know where he's going to find Waffle House at out there, T. Like, do they even have a Waffle King or something? That's like what that? I said. You got Huddle, House? <laughs> Huddle House? Huddle like, House? Denny's. <laughs> Denny's. Denny's. Ooh, Denny's. Ooh, Ain't that is. Yeah, like I remember, I remember when I had to uh, when I lived out in uh, off over there off of Jimmy Carter in Gwinnett County. Yes, I lived in Gwinnett for a few seconds. Yes, I yeah, I, I was at a, a low point in my life. Anyway, um, I, we used to go to you know the Denny's over there because it wasn't really a Waffle House that was kind of like close. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, you know, go to Denny's. It it just it just it that it, it, it is- ain't it. Yeah. Today, it, yeah. yeah, and not, not to do not, different. not the same <laughs> at all. The only thing I can hope for BG is that he'll find some neighborhood diner that does it for him. Because I will say, when I was in New Jersey, no, you weren't going to see a Waffle House. Heck, you'd have, you barely saw an IHOP. But what you Ooh. saw on every corner is a diner. And they were mm, killer too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping okay, yeah. the Sacktown must have their version of a diner or their version of a Waffle House. Because, yeah, BG without. Waffles with pecans, like cornflakes without the milk. 
Yeah, like what are we talking about here? But yeah, shout out to our guy BG. Moving on, moving on up in the world, man. Create some stars over there at 929, man. Come on, now we got going on, but they walking out the door somehow. Anyway, all right. So, guys, here's what I want you to do. If you don't do anything else today, I want you to show love, share love, and most importantly, when you get it, spread that bad boy around. Yes.